Welcome back to episode number 166 of the Dust Safety Science Podcast. This is the podcast for building a global community around process safety, industries handling combustible dust. I'm your show host, Dr. Chris Cloney. In today's episode, we're talking about leading indicators for a combustible dust safety program. This is a question that came in through the community through our help desk system around leading indicators for combustible dust. So I'll read through the question and talk about what actions did we take in response to the question, what kind of feedback was there, and then we'll talk about this actually determining what are the leading indicators that can be used for combustible dust safety program. So we're not going to give sort of all the answers, I guess, in this one. It's more about giving some of the points that came through, some of the information that came through um, to hopefully, if you're interested in this sort of thing for your own facility or interested for the, the people that you're working with, they'll give you some ideas on what might go into understanding leading indicators for your combustible dust safety program. So the question that we actually received, I'll read the text from it. It says, Dear Chris, Combustible dust is probably the main hazard in our particular sites, and the information that you are consolidating is very interesting and valuable. Would it be possible to send me information on leading indicators or about leading indicators that can be used to measure our performance in terms of prevention? So that was the kind of question that came in. First off, I was really impressed by this company's willingness to want to advance to a more mature stage of preventing their, their incidents. Um, I'll talk about leading and, and lagging indicators in a second here, but looking to understand leading indicators for your prevention program is a, a really, uh, again, I can't think of a better word than than mature. It really shows that you're taking your safety program to the next level in terms of not just recording lost time incidents or things that happen or when workers get injured and that sort of thing, but how do we actually prevent that and get further into understanding when our systems might be going unsafe or when our programs might be going unsafe and we're having the likelihood or the chance of having an incident moving forward. I did take a look back to see if we sort of covered this topic of of leading indicators for combustible dust safety before. And we haven't actually given it a lot of attention on the podcast, but something I think we'll actually talk about quite a bit more in 2022 moving forward. Back in episode 98 of the podcast at dustsafetyscience.com slash 98, that's the number 98, we did an interview with David Murray on the history of the Manufacturing Advisory Group in British Columbia. And he talked about serious injury and fatality potential, CIFP, uh, serious injury and fatality potential. It's a bit of a, a mouthful, but that was their, were, was and is their attempt to look at more leading indicators for combustible dust and, and other process safety type programs where you're looking at, okay, well, was there potential for a, a serious injury or fatality here? Not just did one occur. And that's a more of a, a leading indicator than actually measuring, well, did an injury or unfortunately a fatality occur in an incident. So in terms of this question, then we actually contacted a number of specialists related to combustible dust and consultants in the area and sort of posed the question to them. What have they seen in the field? We did also post the question on LinkedIn to get some feedback as well. If you want to see the responses, um, there were quite a few really good answers to the question there. You can go to the show notes for this episode at dustsafetyscience.com slash 166. And we'll have a link to the LinkedIn post. You can go read whatever the people wrote. Um, and you also put your response there. I think this post was way back from 2019. So it'd be great to see somebody listening to this. Go put a response in that post and then move it back up to the top of the feed in LinkedIn. Hopefully re-spark this conversation as well. So then the goal of this episode is really just to read through some of the things were mentioned in some of these responses. And I've taken a crack at sort of classifying them into a couple different categories. It's not, unfortunately, to give a you know a full listing of this is how you should do a lagging indicator study for your combustible dust program. 
Uh, that's probably more than we're going to need, more than, than can be done in, in one podcast episode. But I'm just hoping to trigger some thoughts and some ideas in your head about, oh yeah, we should be measuring this at, at this type of facility. And it may give an indication when the systems are going awry or when we're getting closer to having a more serious injury and hopefully not, but a, you know, a fatality type situation that can happen at um, a facility. So a good first question would just be, well, what is a leading indicator then? And I couldn't think of a better definition than, you know, the opposite of a lagging indicator, but that's a, that's what I came up with. So, you know, a lagging indicator is measuring after the event has happened. So we do this a lot with the incident database, unfortunately, is we're measuring, you know, how many incidents occurred, how many explosions occurred, how many injuries were there, and how many fatalities were there. But this is after the incident happened. It's a bit like closing the barn door when the horse is already gone. We're not measuring how are we trending. We're sort of looking backwards and saying, okay, over time, are things getting better and getting worse? But we can't say much about the future. Um, if you move more into leading indicators, you know, how many safety programs have installed, how many DHAs have been completed on a national scale, these might be uh, leading indicators that maybe we'll be able to measure in the future. That could say, how is the whole industry moving forward towards safety? And what are our chances of, of improving the lagging indicators over time? So again, it's more of a mature way to look at your safety program. So what kind of responses came back then about leading indicators that can be used for du- combustible dust safety program? We had a lot of responses. I think I have about 30 items here, but I try to categorize them into a couple different categories. It's sort of the most leading I could think of to uh, the most lagging, if that makes sense. And also what's going to be easiest to do today and, and then what might need more and more kind of work. So a couple of categories came over things that are already being measured from your administrative program that's in place, the current status of the administrative programs um, from your housekeeping program, and then the number of less severe things that are happening at your facility. So in terms of David Murray's terminology, I mentioned this would be things with you know a higher CIFP, serious injury and fatality potential, but didn't actually result in an incident that caused um, harm or loss or potential or damage to the facility. So those are some of the categories that sort of broke things into. Let's walk through them one by one. So things that are already being measured at your facility might be a really great way to sort of tap into existing resources and have a low-cost way to look at leading indicators. So a couple of these things might be spark detection systems. You know, you could tr- monitor, well, how many sparks are we seeing in these systems over time? And is that increasing or decreasing? If it's increasing, then are we trending towards having a fire, say, in that dryer system or whatever it is? Or are we trending towards having a, a larger, more serious incident? Bearing monitors, temperature monitors, bell alignment sensors, motion sensors, gas monitors, pressure differential readings in bag houses. Um, these are all things that you kind of look at and say, is the system running the way it should? Noises, smells, these are all other things that you can be um, keeping your eyes and ears open for as if they're trending in a, in a negative direction, it could be an indication that you're moving towards more and more unsafe conditions. Um, again, especially spark detection monitors, temperature monitors, pressure differentials would give you an idea you know, what the buildup is if you're still having enough conveying velocity in your lines and that sort of stuff. These are all things that are already being measured that you might be able to tap into to look at leading indicators for your, your combustible dust safety program. Another idea is around the administrative programs in place already. A, a good leading indicator might be the percentage of employees who have been trained on the basic combustible dust safety principles or received some sort of introductory or awareness training in combustible dust. Is that you know 10%? Is it 90%? Is it 50% of your employees? And is that going in, the, in a positive direction or a negative direction might be more of a leading indicator. 
um, number of management chains requests, number of hot work requests, number of areas where hazardous area classification study have been completed. These are all things that could tap into existing administrative programs to say, hey, are we trending in the positive direction? Are we trending in a negative direction? Uh, potentially moving to a more serious um, incident in the future. The other group that came in on these administrative programs of responses is administrative programs that have negative results. So the number of overdue, say, routine maintenance requirements um, or even routine maintenance inspections that need to be conducted. Are they being conducted on time? Um, how many are overdue at the current moment? Number of process or equipment changes that should have received a management change review but did not due to timing or staffing requirements. Percentage of housekeeping tasks that are conducted on time, on schedule, or are those being delayed by weeks and months? A number of overdue action items related to other dust safety initiatives. So maybe recommendations from your dust hazard analysis, any facility audits, incident investigations, or housekeeping inspections. I think the whole point of this is, you know, are these things falling behind? Are they not getting done? Are they being completed without going through the proper documentation channels? If you can measure those over time, you can see, okay, yeah, we are trending in, in a negative direction here in terms of our combustible dust safety program or even our wider safety program at our facility. I'm going to move sort of into an intermediate regime here now. So we're going to talk about the housekeeping program. So how many dust spills have there that have been cleaned up successfully, but you know, you still had a, a near miss or a potential incident. If there had only been, you know, a ignition source in the vicinity of that dust spill when it occurred, then you would have an explosion. And if that, or you could have had an explosion. And if that explosion happened, were the workers in the vicinity of that? So if the only thing, I guess the, the summary of that is, if the only thing that separated what happened from a loss incident is just luck or timing, that really needs to be treated as a near miss as, well, really as, a, as an incident and evaluate as such. So that's why I kind of put this in intermediate range. It's getting more leading, if you will, from a reportable incident that had injury or fatality. Um, but it's, I still even say this might be a, a, a lagging indicator in some sense, but it's still worth measuring this. And if you're not measuring this already at a facility that has a lot of bag dump stations, a lot of moving of materials that is in sacks and that sort of thing, um, then looking at your dust spills and how many are happening over time might be a really good leading indicator for you to evaluate your combustible dust program. Um, number of housekeeping inspections that have been completed, um, number that have exceeded the site criteria for excessive dust accumulation. I mean, obviously you don't have a housekeeping program in place. You know, you're not going to be able to do this, but if you do have a housekeeping program in place, then if you audit against that and have somebody just walk around the facility for, you know, whatever it's going to be, five minutes a day, 15 minutes a week, and look around, are they seeing areas where dust is accumulating above the thresholds that you've identified? And how routinely is that happening? And it's happening more and more routinely than we're trending in a negative direction. And sort of the last group of things that were mentioned in response to this question of leading indicators were the number of less severe incidents. Again, have lower serious injury and fatality potential to use the, the MAG groups, manufacturing advisory groups terminology from British Columbia there. And these are things like the number of overheating events, overpressurization events, um, how many times has the fire department been called out, thermal events, uh, number of fires, and, and number of near misses at your facility. Again, these are all likely lagging indicators. They're not as lagging as having somebody being injured. So a lot of times when we have a, you know, a large loss incident, a high damage incident, or a high injury incident, there were lead-ups to that. There was a fire in that dust collector the week before. There were many complaints about that system overheating or not working correctly 
in the past. There are noises, smells, again, more of the leading indicators if you had it tapped into those. Bearing monitors were going out of whack. Things were being shut off. Sensors were being turned off because they wouldn't stop going on, uh, wouldn't stop being tripped. These are all even more leading indicators in this, but they all sort of go down to a road of, we had a large incident, and why was that? Well, if we look backwards at the time, we see these, these more lagging indicators um, come up. Again, overheating events, thermal events, fires near misses. How many times have we had to have the operator even open a processing vessel? It's not supposed to be open to inspect it. Not on the maintenance, on the normal maintenance routine, but how often does he have to do that because they're not sure what's happening inside that vessel? Um, these are all examples of leading indicators that could indicate the health and safety of your safety program, if you will, and if you're trending towards a large loss or a reportable combustible dust safety incident. So I hope that gives some background in this podcast and we talk through this help desk request. We're going to read the text here. Dear Chris, combustible dust is probably the main hazard at our site and the information you can consulting is very interesting and valuable. Would it be possible to send me information on leading indicators that can be used to measure our performance in terms of prevention? So again, this is more of a mature view of your safety program where you're moving away from lagging indicators and you're probably still tracking those as well, but moving into what else can we track to tell if we're trending in the right direction with our safety program overall. Um, we emailed some of the contacts, some of the experts that we have in this area to ask them what they've seen be implemented. We did create a LinkedIn post to discuss this. Again, you can access the post at dustsafetyscience.com slash 166. That post is from quite a long time ago. It's two years old by looking at it here, but there's a lot of great feedback from the community about these topics. I summarized some of it here, but it'd be interesting to go see that. If you have additional information you'd like to add, go put in that post or you can reach out to me and, and submit that there as well. My email is chris at dustsafetyscience.com. You can go to Dust Safety Science or Dust Safety Professionals and enter any questions you have there. And in this episode, we actually summarized in some of these leading indicators really to give you an idea of what might be possible, just to spark some kind of information in your mind of, okay, well, if we want to track leading indicators, what kind of thing might be looking at? So we talked about things that are already being measured, your monitors, your spark detection systems, your sensors, administrative programs, are they being completed? How many requests are being made? How many hot work requests are being made? How many management change requests? How many are being made that aren't being going through the correct channels? Percentage of housekeeping tasks completed on time. These are all things that may indicate the current status of your safety program and as, act as a leading indicator for your combustible dust program overall. We talked about housekeeping, the incidence of dust spills, the incidence of excessive dust accumulation, and number of severe and less severe incidents, overheating events, thermal events, fires, and near misses. Hopefully this gives you some ideas. If you want to talk about this more or would like to even ask how this might apply to your facility, again, you can reach out to me at chris at dustsafetyscience.com. You can find us across our platforms online. So I want to say have a safe and productive week ahead. I appreciate you listening to the podcast. I really appreciate everything you're doing in industries, handling combustible dust, making them safer with the work that you do out there every day, every week, every year. Keep it up out there. Um, we really appreciate it. 